0: Welcome to another week of It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves. So we're back this week. Um, Last week, I was out of town. Uh, It was crazy because I took my mom to um, the beach, and we kind of stayed, it was like kind of at the top of Myrtle Beach, North Myrtle, but it was like kind of like Cherry Grove area, so it was really um, quiet, residential, and um, you you had a good distance between everyone. But it was crazy when I was in South Carolina because I literally felt like we were the only ones that wore masks. I was very scared. I was like, wow, it's kind of wide open down here. And um, so we went out to eat one time and we sat outside. And even then, like, it was just I don't know, like, I'm still pretty much um, I still pretty much be in a house for the most part. So this was my first vacation um, this whole year. And uh, I just feel like we needed to get a break and leave the house and we got a condo down there. And um it was interesting, but um you know the thing is when I was sitting there and I was I was talking about it, I was like, you know, I feel like um I don't know how long uh we're going to be in the midst of, you know, where covid is here and present. Um the fact that people still don't wear masks and it's become like this political thing is really weird to me. It's still weird to me. Um I do wear my mask and, and everyone around me, you know, we all wear masks and we kind of still have been like social distancing and, um, just kind of keeping our space. Uh, so I don't know. I just feel like this shit is never going to be over, you know? And even when I went down to the beach, um, we, we cooked inside of our condo and we kind of chilled out. And even when we went to the beach, like no one was around each other because it was pretty distanced out. It wasn't like crazy, but it still was just, um, I don't know. It's just when you went out, other places, no one really wore masks and things like that. And so um, it was just interesting. So that was um, one part of my, my week. And then I did go do early voting this year. And so I was happy to get my voting done. And let me tell you what was crazy. So this, this voting experience was really interesting because, and I don't even know why. And I was telling one of my friends how this year I felt like I was so, I had a high level of just anxiety going into um, voting and I do not know why to the point of like, I had so much tension in my shoulders and my neck. Um, And I don't know. I mean, I know why, because I'm just, I think everybody is so just like um, just high stress right now in general, but this was the first time I really felt just uneasy um, going into voting. I didn't feel comfortable. I usually like to vote on election day. Um, it kind of pumps me up. So I usually go on election day and then, um, but this year it just seems so weird and eerie this year. So, you know, um, because I think that this, uh, election is going to be crazy as hell. And I don't even think that we're even going to even have results, but we might, I don't know though. I don't, I don't think so. I think it's going to be crazy. So I wanted to, you know, early vote and get out the way. So I did that and I was happy about that. Um, when this episode comes out, it'll be Monday. So, um, you know, if you haven't, if you didn't early vote, I know it ended, it ended in North Carolina, um, on Saturday, but if you did and you still have, you know, election day to vote, if you haven't, so try to get that done. And that's all pretty much that I've been up to. I haven't really been up to much. I also wanted to, uh, Maddie, she's been on here, I think twice now. She came out with a new single. I love it. I played this the whole time I was at the beach while I was just sitting there chilling. So I wanted to actually play a little snippet. I'm going to actually put her song in the episode notes too. You can find it everywhere you can stream music. Um, So let me play a little snippet for y'all. So yeah, check that out. That's called Damned by Maddie. I just wanted to shout her out um, on her new single. I really love it. Um, Anytime that I can support her, uh, I will. So um, let's just go into the Motivational Monday. So for Motivational Monday, I found a tweet and I wanted to read it because it was really relevant to what we're talking about today. So it's grudges, regret, and resentment are mental prisons uh, and some of you are serving life sentences it's time to free yourself um for the thought of the week i'm going to be discussing revisiting the past and what that may look like for you or if that's even possible so when i saw that i thought that was really relevant all right so let's just jump into some black excellence so for my black excellence this week Big boy of Outcast, he donated 150 hot meals to Atlanta poll workers. He teamed up with Postmates and World Central Kitchen, and they sent trays of pan-seared chicken and shrimp tacos. Um, I've actually seen quite a few people that's been doing stuff by, uh, you know, going to the polls and just um, donating to the, um, the workers. I think I saw somewhere like in Texas that I think their polls will open 24 hours. It was crazy. And so... Um, you know, all the workers that's working, you know, they're, they're doing an amazing job, just, you know, trying to keep order and things like that. And, um, and, you know, it's a grind, you know, so I thought it was pretty cool when I saw that. Um, and so I kind of wanted to, um, acknowledge that for my black excellence. So let's just go into the hot topics. Um, I felt like I had quite a few, but I don't know if I have that many at this point, but let's just see what we got. So last week, Shonda Rams did an interview and, uh, I think you've probably seen this all over at this point, but basically she talked about what led her to leaving ABC for Netflix. So Shonda Rams did an interview and she basically was saying that the strata broke the camel's back was, uh, a trip to Disneyland that happened three years ago. So a part of her, her plan, she had two all-inclusive passes to the amusement park and they weren't like interchangeable. So Shonda Rams needed another one for her sister to take her daughter to the park. And they told her that they couldn't do this, which to me was crazy because, I mean, you got Shonda Rhimes and, you know, I mean, people give out all-inclusive passes to people. So I don't don't really understand that. So she basically was given the pass ultimately. And then when her sister got to the park, um, it didn't work. So she then called a high-ranking executive who allegedly asked her, well, don't you have enough? She said right after that, she got on her phone and was like to her lawyer and was like, look, you need to do what you need to do what you got to do because I'm out this bitch basically. And that's how, you know, she got connected with a $150 million deal to Netflix. Um, Here's the thing that what got me when I, when I saw this uh, interview was I think it's important for people to know their worth and not be treated like shit. And I feel like uh, Shauna Rams has brought scandal, how to go of murder and the biggest one, you know, Grey's Anatomy Um, she's done so much for abc and you know disneyland is a part of all that and so if she wanted whatever i feel like you should have just accommodated whatever she wanted i mean that's just ridiculous that they did not and then in turn look what happened so um i thought that was a pretty cool uh interview just about just knowing your self-worth and not letting somebody just just talk to you crazy or think that they can because it's not cool um the next thing I wanted to discuss was, I'm not sure if you guys are watching Wendy Williams. I pop in sometimes and watch if if, it's, if she's talking about somebody or if she's interviewing somebody that I want to just see. Usually I like to pop in when it's Housewives stuff on. But last week, um, in and out she's been kind of having these bizarre moments where she's just been looking whacked out, talking slurred. Um, it's not the first time we've seen this when it comes to her. Um is actually uh, somewhat concerning. I mean, I, I just told you guys a couple weeks ago that Nene said that basically she was on cocaine. Um, when Winnie Williams was asked about what's going on with her behavior and things like that, um, she basically responded and was like that she's not perfect and that she has had struggles in the past and just basically that she's not perfect, but she tried to go out there every day and do the job. And so it makes me wonder, was, it, was that her way of basically saying that like, she does you know slip in and and do uh drugs every now and then I'm not really sure but um you know in the past she has talked about her past struggles with drugs you know I'm not really sure but I guess what gets me sometimes what makes me kind of sad is that um as messy as Winnie Williams is and things like that you never want to see somebody struggling and I kind of feel like the fact that they make so much money off of her and like her show um maybe you know, if she, if she is struggling with something, I would think that I would hope that they would, you know, do something in regards to it and like try to get some kind of, um, you know, help for her. I know at one point she was in rehab, but, um, she wasn't there that long. So I, I don't know, but instead of just putting somebody out there every week and you see that they're struggling, I feel like you should at least try to get them help if, if she needs it. Um that's just my opinion. I don't know, but hopefully whatever it is going on with her, um, you know, it gets resolved, but if it is like a rehab type thing, I think that she should take the time and go to rehab and just put the show on hold. That's what I think. All right. Another, uh, thing I want to discuss this week, um, which I thought was actually, um, pretty important. I don't really have many, um, high topics. I think this is my last one. So juice world's mother, Um, Juice WRLD was a rapper, I think I spoke about him earlier in the the year, or maybe last year, I'm not sure. But he overdosed, um, he had an accidental overdose um, on uh, pills. So she had a recent interview where she stated she wanted to bring awareness to her son's passing of overdose. And she stated that her and Juice WRLD had an open dialogue with one another about, you know, his struggles with mental health. Um, She said she advised him to seek professional treatment. And she advised him that, you know, he needed to get medicated properly instead of self-medicating. You see the, in especially in the entertainment world, so many people self-medicating um, for a lot of reasons. I, I try to tell when I'm talking to the child, like I try to tell him, like, the amount of pressure that celebrities have um, is just out of this world. Like, even right now, I'm sitting here, you know, talking about, you know, uh, other people problems that, you know, is to us, it's probably me saying, oh, they can go get help. Um, when things are happening right there and you have, you know, the world critiquing you all the time, it's probably not as simple and easy as, you know, we make it seem. And so I know with juice world, he struggled with anxiety and, um, I think it's important what his mom is doing because basically she's like, you know, she wants to bring awareness to the fact that he overdosed and to basically say like, you know, that's not the route to go. And if you feel like you're struggling with something, then, you know, trying to get professional help is the route to go. Therapy, whatever you need, instead of just um, masking, you know, your hurt, your pain or everything else in drugs. Um it's really you know, his story was really sad because he was just breaking into um you know, kind of like the industry and really making some noise for himself and so You know, you know, you really hate to see it, but I think it's important to um, normalize the conversation of therapy. Uh, That's been my goal the whole entire time. You know, I've uh, had this podcast was just to normalize. If you need help, it's okay to say that you do, and it's nothing wrong with going to to see someone. Like I personally believe that when it comes to myself, I don't go to therapy as as much as I used to. Um, Now I spread it out to every three weeks, so I guess it's still often, but. Um, but there's times that I've had to go every week, you know, and there's times that I've had to go multiple times in one week. And if, if you had a point where you need that, um, or those check-ins, then do it. And then if it's times that you feel like you're okay and you know, you kind of are in a good place. Um, for me, I still make it a part of my life, right? So I just spread it out, you know? And I still check in. But if it's ever a time that I feel pressure or I feel stress or whatever, like, yeah, I make it important to go just to talk, you know, Um, because I don't think that, yeah, it's cool to have friends and everything, but I don't think that, you know, everyone is equipped to sometimes handle the shit that you got going on and talking to a professional. is nothing wrong with that. And so it's going to be a part of my life forever. But for a lot of people, it's still not normalized and it's still looked down upon as something negative but i don't i don't personally believe that it's it's something that should be looked at as a negative thing um so yeah so i thought the interview was good um and i thought it was a important conversation to have and bring more awareness another thing before i I got done with the hot topics i wanted to talk about um so let's see i'm not sure if i talked about this on here but Boosie made comments the rapper he made comments about Dwayne Way child and um and basically it was completely inappropriate inappropriate and and you know it homophobic in a sense um and really had nothing to do with him at the end of the day i think whatever um way that uh dwayne Wayne and gabrielle union want to support their children um is they're their they're the parents and so they can do whatever they want um and i think that uh when this is what i do know like um I think it's possible to n- not feel comfortable in the skin that you're in. And if you have a child that feels that way or is experiencing that, I think it's your job to support them because it's not our job to sit and say, that's not how you feel. You have so many people out here, you know, committing suicide. You see you suicide, you see all types of things. And it's, it's way higher than it was before. Because I mean, I just think that it's just the world is different now. And, um, you know, whatever it is that, you know, your kids are experiencing, um, you should support them. Right. Because I do think that these are, these are real things, you know, um, I'm definitely an advocate of, you know, the trans community, all of that. So, um, yeah, I just think that you, that that's what it is. So I respect, you know, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union for, um, supporting their child. And so when Boosie made the comments, you know, um, he's just going on and on and on So what was interesting this week was that he went on uh, Mike Tyson's podcast where Mike Tyson had the conversation. I was going to get the audio for it, but I I didn't. And so Mike Tyson literally called him out. But what was cool about it was a lot of people, um, when I was just reading comments and what people were saying, they were like, oh, you know, Mike Tyson hemmed him up and was just like, you know, basically, are you homophobic and things like that. But what people didn't realize is uh, Mike Tyson really was giving him a, a... deep honest conversation he basically was telling him about his traumas and how he you know had to get uh therapy and help and how he had to um he had to basically do the work on himself because you know he used to like for people to fear him he used to you know carry himself in a certain way and he was just telling Boosie like you know well why the fuck are you making comments about you know this dude kid or whatever when it's ignorant you know really ain't got nothing to do with you to the point that Boosie was like yeah like I need to you know, just shut the fuck up sometimes or whatever. Um, so it was honest, but at the same time, like I, I was having this conversation with uh, my brother-in-law the other night about how I feel like, um, more, especially black males, like need to have more conversations like this with each other and hold each other accountable. Um, especially when somebody is saying something that's completely inappropriate, nothing wrong with calling them, you know, on their shit. And so when they had that conversation, I more so took it where it was like, you know, you got big brother talking to little brother and kind of trying to spit some knowledge to him. Um, and I think that's important. I think men need to have more honest conversations with each other, really. Um, I, I I talked to Jamati about that um, quite a bit, uh, just about, you know, um, feelings and things like that. And, you know, there's been times that we've talked about, um, I was telling him that I, I really would like, you know, once COVID is over and you know, the craziness stops, like I really would like to start back, like doing my support group and all of that, because it's important to have these conversations and, you know, and not just, I'm not going to say completely, um, cancel somebody, but it could be a moment that maybe you could, uh, I guess in Mike Tyson's stand like Mike Tyson point of view I think he was really trying to um spit knowledge to him and basically be like listen you know um I I was broken too I was fucked up too but you know I've gone to therapy and I've had to do a lot of work on myself to not be this in your face person and basically trying to tell him that like you know you just gotta do the work but you can you can do that as well so I thought that was really cool check out that interview if you haven't checked it out but it was it was really good it was a really good interview Okay, so um, this week, I wanted to talk about um, revisiting the past. So let's just go ahead and jump into the thought of the week. All right, so for the thought of the week, I wanted to discuss revisiting the past. So with coven season upon us, um, and especially I also think the fact that we've all been in the house for the most part. And I think this has been a year for everybody just to sit still and think I've spent so much time this year thinking in general. uh, I think this might be a time that you might see some, um, some exes or maybe some past loves that might come back. And how do you handle that situation? Right. And how, and, and, and also are those situations something that is possible to be rekindled? Because every situation, you know, especially if you broke up or you stopped talking to each other, it wasn't, it probably wasn't a good situation. Right. Or sometimes things just happen to where, um, you know, you just need a little time or it could have been too that, you know, in another scenario, it could have just been that you met each other when you were young and you were dumb and now, you know, you're older and you're in a different place. Like it could be that, um, this could be your season for something different. I don't know. So what, what exactly does that look like? So for me, I feel like a lot of things will have to take place. Well, first it will be a lot of things that you have to consider. I think the first thing that I would consider if an ex came back or, you know, um, a past love, I will have to think about why the situation ended. Right. So say I was the one coming back to an ex and I was the one that was wrong. I think it's important to have humility. I think it's important to apologize, right. And acknowledge the person's feelings. I think it's important to, um, allow them space to communicate exactly how they feel to you in regards to, um, what they think about the situation. And if there's like maybe an instance where you could have a conversation but most importantly, where I think people go wrong in relationships in general, where I've gone wrong in the past in relationships, um, is that people don't active listen. So for example, there could be times that someone like, okay, I can talk about myself. Um, in the past, um, uh, especially in my twenties, I definitely didn't active listen in relationships. And from the standpoint of like, someone could be sitting here telling me things that they didn't like about what I was doing or things about me. And I, you know, was full of ego and just a right fighter thinking that this is not, you know, this is not the situation. This is not what took place. You know, I don't agree. And the thing is, you can still not agree with what somebody say, but when someone's telling you their feelings and how you made them feel, you have to, you have to acknowledge it and be open enough to receive it. So in your mind, you might feel like, well, that wasn't how I wanted to come off, right? So you're, so you're basically disagreeing in your mind. But you have to active listen from the standpoint of, if someone's saying, you know, when you stop talking to me, it caused me this level of hurt. And it's caused me to where, you know, now I have trust issues with people, right? And that's horrible. And you can't walk away from it and say, well, I'm not the reason that they have trust issues. No, you are. They're telling you that because of the situation is affected them in this way. Right. So I think that sometimes is it possible to go back in the past? I think it is. But I also think that both people have to be open and receptive to it. And if and if you're not open and receptive to it, um, it doesn't work. And then also, if you still have um, just lingering anger or lingering just fucking resentment towards a person and everything else, then it doesn't work then either. Um, The only way that I think that you can go back and rekindle an old situation is if you both are willing to talk and not even just talk, like really talk to each other where you both are open to what each other are saying. And also, you know. Whatever transpired the first go around to where you it made you stop talking, I believe that that's what you have to change and you have to show that through actions. like I can sit and tell you a million times like, oh, you know, I'm never gonna do this again. but if you if I've already disappointed you in the past and you already I already have a history with you of being a disappointment in that area then you're not going to want to hear my word for it. You're going to want to see my actions and what I'm doing to rectify that situation or if I'm different now in present day. I believe that if somebody's giving you, if somebody from your past come back and you actually give them a chance and they're actually showing you something different and they're showing you, um, you know, growth and things like that, um, then yeah, I think it's possible to go back to the past. Now, if Now, let's look at the other side of it. If you go back to the past and it's just the same shit, right? Same experience, you're doing the same stuff, then obviously, no, I don't think that that's a situation that you need to even kind of think about. And also I think you have to consider too, what happened? You know, was it a toxic situation? Was it, um, you know, an abusive situation? Were they, um, you know, did they cheat? You know, um, so I think it's levels to things that you can tolerate. I want to say, because I do believe that every situation in order for you not to be locked into your mental prison, you have to forgive people and let it go. Like you have to, because if you, if you hang on to what happened to you a million years ago, well, how in your future will anybody actually have a real chance at, um, you know, a real relationship with you, if you're still stuck on what some what one of your exes did to you in the past, or your previous relationships, and that's very hard to do. And, and that's my point. It's like, when I talk about therapy, and I talk about, um, you know, things like that, these are the things in conversations that I'm talking about having with your therapist, right? I think sometimes people feel like when you go to therapy, that you're going to therapy, and you know, you're just crazy on the couch, and you're just sitting there. No, like, we're human, we're human. And there's so many relationships that I've had that I didn't realize that I was carrying, you know, hurt and pain from, and then, you know, I would go into my next relationship and, you know, you have that fucking that chip on your shoulder where it's like, I'm not going to ever experience this again. I'm not going to let this person do this to me again. I'm, I'm not, I'm not. So, you know, instead of giving this person a real chance, you're guarded, you have so many guards up and boundaries, because you don't want them, you don't want them to do what happened to you before. But it's not fair to the person that you're with now. And so you have to, um, you know, put that guard down. And it's not easy. It's not easy. And that's what I mean by I think it's things that you have to, um, you know, talk about and discuss. And those are things that I kind of discuss when I'm in therapy, like just, how to you know like basically just clean up my insides and that's like what i like to think of calling it but and you know unclutter the space and i had to learn forgiveness and i had to learn what that looked like and i had to learn um you know how to just be open to love and open to the process um you know, and, 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 cause it wasn't easy and I didn't realize how much shit that I was carrying. I was carrying a lot and I was carrying stuff, not just from love relationships. You know, I was carrying things from, um, my, my family relationships, you know, my relationship with my parents, you know, um, me never seeing healthy relationships and things like that. So it's important. All those things are things that people carry. And I think that when it comes to revisiting the past, All of those things that you carry can sometimes either be still flowing from the past or it could be um, now you could be affected from that person from your past. So I think that with, um, you know, everyone life kind of still, you know, in a standstill in a sense because no one's really traveling and no one's really doing anything right now. You probably will see um, more people, you know, try to reach back out to you or try to have conversation with you. And I don't think it's anything wrong with having a conversation, uh, it, but it's all about your comfort level. Because if this person was tragic to you, I definitely, I, I definitely feel like if this person truly was a horrible person to you, I'm, I'm not personally saying to yeah, let this person keep coming back in your life. But if it's somebody that, in a way they presented the comeback, maybe, and you know, is it worth, uh, you know, entertaining a conversation? Yeah, sure, maybe. And it's, and maybe it could be worth just seeing, um, you know, if this person has humility. It has, this, can this person show me change through their actions and not just their words? You know, um, I think I read a statistic somewhere where it was like 30 or 40% of people, you know, deal with a breakup, but they reconcile from the breakup and go back. Um, so it's not abnormal. I think that, uh, it's just things that you have to consider and I definitely, Wouldn't care about what anybody else thought. It would. It will. If I wanted to do something like that, it would be. It would be Mika, um, decision and no one else's. So I think it's a lot of things to consider. I think I definitely think it's possible, but I definitely think that it's levels to the get back, and um, and I think it would just take a level of trust. Well, rebuilding trust, and I think it would just take a level of um. Just having a deeper level of conversation and maturity. And, and that's honestly like, I like also, oh, and one more thing that I hate, but it, it happens so much. Um I think the worst thing you can do if somebody is like apologetic and they're, you know, saying all these things and, and they're showing you by their actions, the worst thing you can do is throw shit in somebody's face. Like, I feel like if you're not in a place where you are open to that person. And it's totally understandable because it's nothing wrong with like, if I wrong somebody and I came back and apologize, right. And they accept my apology, but they don't want to deal with me. Then that's fair. And that's honest. And it's fine. Right. Because you know, forgiveness is for both people, but it's for you too. Like you have to forgive yourself for things that you do for, for, to people, right. I've had to go back and apologize to people And, you know, do we ever have another relationship? No, but I still felt like it was important for me and for them to know, like, I am truly sorry for the things that I've done, right? Whether it was me being dishonest or whatever it was, um, because it was a moment in my life where I was tragic. And so, you know, or just going through some shit that I probably didn't have any business being in a relationship. But if you're not open to that person, then just be honest and just say that, you know, but when you like throw stuff in their in their face and kind of like, you know, be nasty towards them and beat them down, well, what is that doing to what, like, why do you think that person would be deserving of that? And it's not really doing anything to help the situation. So that's the, the biggest thing that also you have to consider too. It's nothing wrong if you just don't want to be involved with somebody, but I think you have to be honest and just say that. And that way, like, you're not sitting here, you know, trying to completely, you know, be hurtful to somebody because that can happen too. A lot of times you don't, you might not even realize that you're doing it, but that can happen too. And I don't know. So it's just, you know, things to consider. Um, and I think because it's so, it can be such a messy situation. Um, I believe that's why so many people are against kind of going back because I think it has to be a level of maturity that has to take place when you plan to go back. And if you plan to rekindle a relationship, you have to completely let what happened in the past go. And you have to start brand new where you are at that present moment. And a lot of times people struggle with that because it was hurt there. And it takes time to get over hurt. And you have to be open to the process of getting over hurt. And most times people just, you know, they put up boundaries and they, you know, um, a lot of people don't know how to handle the hurt. And so hurt comes out in so many different ways. And most times the hurt can come out in a negative way. Um, So I just feel like if you were to go back into a relationship with somebody, um, I think that it would just take a level of healing. And you have to, um, you know, both be on the same page and both be willing to put in the work to heal together and rebuild and rebuild trust and everything like that. So that's all I have for the thought of the week. I just wanted to have a conversation on, what it will look like to revisit the past. Um, Let's see, next week, um, I'm trying to think, will I have a guest next week? I might have a guest in the next two weeks, I think. Um, I'm preparing a pretty good episode. Uh, Don't forget to follow me on social media. My Twitter is at IJMTPodcast. My Instagram is at, it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. Um, My email, if you ever want to give me feedback or hit me up or talk about me on the show is um, IJMT podcast at gmail.com. You also um, can follow the show, subscribe, like, leave feedback. I'm on SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, uh, most streaming platforms. You pretty much can find me. So please, please, please leave feedback, um, uh, rate the show. And um, like always, I thank you so much for listening. It's Mika here, and I appreciate you.